do today the final letter in volume 9. Um, and this is letter number 2,964. Baruch Hashem dated Erev Rosh Hashanah. That's the eve of Rosh Hashanah in the year Tavshin Tezvav. Brooklyn and the Rebbe is addressing this to Marein Rav Arin Eliyahu Sheyichia um, Gershuni. He was a writer and he was writing to the Rebbe to ask the Rebbe's view about he wanted to publish. He came from Russia. He wanted to publish about the history about what the Jewish people went through over there in in Russia. And um, he asked the Rebbe whether he should do that. So let's see what the Rebbe says. Um, it must have been something also very important to the Rebbe because the Rebbe writes about it right before Rosh Hashanah. So it was, uh, I think this is the only letter over here that we have from Ever Rosh Hashanah. We have several from the 28th day of Elul. Anyway, so the Rebbe says, Shalom of Rachel. So the Rebbe says, I had received your letters uh, sometime directly and also through others in which you write about the idea that you want to put down the the story of all the um, abuses uh, and the redifes, the government imposed uh, decrees against the Jewish, against Judaism in our country, which we used to live in basically back in Russia. And you're asking me my opinion, should you write down uh, the stories of some of the uh, difficulties, uh, the difficulties that have been uh, put on the Judaism in, 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 in Russia. So, Rebbe says, it is difficult to express an opinion in a matter without knowing ahead of time specific details about the content of this book. If the intention is to add another chapter in the history of the Jewish people from that very tragic period of uh, difficult, Tkufa Yuma, the very difficult period, or you have another reason that you want to emphasize the sanctification of Hashem's name as it pertains to the religious uh, Jewish people, specifically how they would without they withstood all the um, troubles that came their way. Do you want to just use it as a part of history or you want to emphasize especially? Either way, the Rebbe says, whether it's in the first or the second, uh, whatever the intention is, or even something else, that book, in order for it to be... Um, effective or really portray and and then and, and give the uh, reader uh, the the story it has to include very specific uh, 
very specific, accurate details, the names, the places, the times, everything has to be very, very precise. And the Rebbe says that's a problem. At that time, the Iron Curtain was still uh, very, very uh, down. It was strong on the people in Russia. And we're seeing now, playing out for ourselves in in 2022, uh, or in Tavshin Pei Gimel, and then we, where we are seeing how it's playing out with uh, Putin over there with Russia. But the Rebbe says... This may be, if you're going to write the very specific details of people's information, this may put their relatives into danger, those who are behind the Iron Curtain, those who are behind the curtain, because uh, they may retaliate if you publish things which they would take it as negative to their regime. And the Rebbe says we have to really think about it because this may really be dangerous. This may be a real danger for the relatives of the above. And especially, the Rebbe says, we don't have any information, clear information, what's going on with them, what's happening with the Jews behind the Iron Curtain, or, yeah, and, 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 What's the attitude of the government to such kind of uh, books or publications? We don't know. We're worried about that. So, Rebbe says writing names and specific details may actually be very uh, uh, consequences, may be detrimental to the people that are there. But, on the other hand, if you just write story without mentioning names in the stories so that would not have the uh, desired impact, the benefit because you want to, like the Rebbe started out you want to have the specific, the details if you just leave it in a uh, general way so Rebbe is basically not uh, so much for doing that at that point, you know, either way. But he also asked the Rebbe if the Rebbe has any material for this kind of uh, of a book. So the Rebbe says, certainly I don't have anything organized. Especially, the Rebbe said, we had not yet properly organized all the writings and all the mark the markdowns of the... Uh, uh, items that were left by the previous Rebbe, by my father-in-law, the Rebbe, with all the titles, uh, we still haven't yet sorted it all out. So, first of all, the Rebbe says it's almost sure that there is nothing over there written. There's no written history over there. However, uh, we need to still collect it from the Hasidim that were lived there and what has been remained in their memories, uh, I still have not found anybody who is going to do that kind of work yet as far as So therefore the Rebbe said, there's nothing written and we need to actually get somebody to write down, which later on, of course, this happened, that there were many people 
writing down, the Rebbe encouraged, we read some before, the Rebbe encouraged later on, people to write down of, from what they remembered from the various different things that they went through. Um, and now the Rebbe is giving him some financial advice, you know, uh, for his work. Uh, you know, they have the... Uh, Germany paid, they called it the Wiedergutmachung. Those are the monies that uh, Germany paid, uh, the reparations that they paid. And uh, and a good, I'm sorry? A good. No, uh, no, I was just thinking to myself about the Hebrew date. This was 1954? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the Rebbe said some of those. Uh, monies have been designated a relatively large sum to investigate and to uh, look into the history of the Jewish people in the uh, lately in the uh, this period of time. So basically, the Rebbe said there could be some funding available from some of those monies that were designated to for people to uh, look into the history of the Jewish people in our times. And the Rebbe says mainly they are occupied, uh, this is as far as it goes to Poland, that's the main, uh, uh, I guess, their interest. However, but because over there the Rebbe says over there, you don't have to worry about it because, of course, Poland was not under the Iron Curtain at that time, so they were a free country. So you don't have to worry about writing up names and specifics. Uh, there's no retaliation. Uh, the Rebbe also says that also in in the Holy Land, maybe built. You may be able. You can find out details about supporting. Uh, in the various different offices and proper people. So basically the Rebbe is encouraging him how to try to get some funding for the work that he's trying to do about the history. So even though uh, the Rebbe himself is not saying that just to write up about Russia, whether that's beneficial and, and, and worrisome, but yet the Rebbe says to him, there's the places where uh, you might get some funding from to do the work. And now the Rebbe says, I'm also, uh, the fact you mentioned in your letter, so, uh, uh, that you learned in the Labavitch Yeshiva, in the Yeshiva Stemchet Mimim. So based on your beginning of your letter, the Rebbe is saying, uh, if you learned in the Labavitch Yeshiva, we know that the words of the righteous, of the tzaddikim, and also their ac- actions, are eternal, they last forever. So basically, if you learned in the yeshiva, it lasts forever. This applies that the energies, the efforts they put in, that they invested in their students, that effort remains forever. So you are a beneficiary and you were, uh, the Rebbe's invested in you while you were in the yeshiva. So it's surprising why don't you mention anything about your good activities in the orchard of Chabad? Because apparently he was a good writer, he was a, uh, 
uh, doing general work, and the Rebbe says, if you come, if you learned in Tokat Mim, Lubavitch, in which they invested, their energies are still in you, and you should. And the Rebbe quotes from a Pusik, uh that we read in the um, uh, Shira Shirim, in chapter 1, verse 6, over there. In, over there, the verse says, Somuni noitro es They put me as a guard, as a watchman for all the orchard. And he's complaining, Karmi sheli loin notarti. I have not even watched my own uh, orchard. I'm watching everybody else's orchard. So the Rebbe paraphrases that to say that. Um, you're working and uh, exploring and doing various different things for the different uh, Judaism. But what about Chabad, the Rebbe says to him? Uh, as is known, the demand and the uh, and the silentness, the, the, the shame is that they placed me to a watchman of orchards, which means why they place him as an, a watchman? I mean, they need to be watched, okay? But yet, the what does the what does he say over there in the shizen? Karmishali loynotarti, I haven't watched mine. So, in other words, Rabbi is basically saying to him, you should concentrate some energies on the chabad parts. And the Rabbi says, why? Well, I'm surprised I don't. You don't write about your uh, involvement with the activities of chabad. So the Rebbe says, so therefore that's, that's lacking. If you're just not doing in your own place, that's considered lacking. And it's like a demand. The Rebbe says, nobody's demanding from the outside. But you're inside. You should say to yourself, basically, your neshama should tell you, I should do something in the orchard of Chabad. Let's, the Rebbe ends with... Uh, uh, may it be the will that you are going to give good news about this very soon. Rebbe is saying that towards the new year that is upon us and upon all Yidin, all Yidin for the good and the blessing, I express hereby my blessing to you and to all of yours. A blessing of physically and spiritually with a blessing. Now, the Rebbe writes something else over here. There is a booklet in which he writes, this is a polemic, a pomus, against, uh, and doesn't say who he is uh, having the polemic against. Um, but the Rebbe says, um, so it looks like that the booklet, that the polemic was about they wanted to separate the state of Israel from the religion, from the Jewish religion, and he wrote uh, a booklet of that. This was published in Tafshid Gimel. Um, so the Rebbe says that the way you lead this polemic depends on the conditions, on the place, and what the uh, response of the readers, what the readers is, but in all the above, the Rebbe says the point is, number one, when we are talking 
about an existing religion. We're not talking about creating a new religion. So, therefore, it's self-understood that you must consider the basis of this religion. Uh, number two, so I'm not sure exactly in, in, in that book what he's um, discussed. Number two, that anybody who, I guess there was somebody who was uh, giving their opinion, as somebody who was uh, critiquing or coming up with ideas, can only be a person that that religion does not reject him as a believer. In other words, he has to fit in. He cannot be giving an opinion if he's not uh, on the on, in the religious on the religion. And number three, who is considered to be a believer? Who is considered to be a heretic, a denier? Is not something that everybody can decide. But that is hinges on in the main principles of the uh, existing religion and foundation. Basically, we cannot come up and make up new religion. This is already we're talking about Yiddishkeit. So there, because as a result, so the approach of the person, <coughs> I guess, who he was running the polemic against, um, and so. This is uh, opposing the religion that Moshe Rabbeinu and, and, and Israel presented, and therefore uh, the whole question and, and debate and, and the give and take doesn't make sense logically or not. Either way, does not part, does not connect to our religion because they eat. And so, in other words, what his argument basically is, we're not here discussing whether it makes sense logically or not, but basically the Rebbe is saying he is not a uh, a legitimate, uh, I guess, uh, opinion uh, about, about this, which he is going against. I guess he doesn't follow it. It's hard for me to... No, exactly. I mean, we don't know what he said exactly. But the Rebbe says, if the other person wants to come up with a new religion, you know, do his own thing, so don't cheat, uh, don't trick the readers by saying the opposite. You know, I guess the other person was trying to say, this is what the Jewish religion wants or whatever it is. And, um, and the Rebbe is saying that. It's hard, it's hard for me. I don't know exactly. But the Rebbe says, if you explain him, properly the above mentioned the Rebbe says you will save a lot of ink and a lot of paper <laughs> because I guess he went into big debates and a lot of the Rebbe says if you make clear these points, again if we knew exactly what the other points were um, I don't know, would be interested to see you know what the uh, safer is there was a Yeshayahu Leibowitz who he uh, had a debate, a polemic with him, and he wrote up this mm-hmm. safer. And the Rebbe was writing that he's not even uh, authorized to, to to view the opinion. And the Rebbe says, with these three points, the Rebbe says, then you don't even have to go into a whole the debate with him.